Hi, this is Zach McCann, host of the Predators Watch Party and co-host on Slapshot Radio, saying that you're listening to the Pucks Out podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Hey guys, and welcome into another episode of the Pucks Out Podcast. I'm Bobby Butler. He's Brandon Bond. Hey, who? Time to crack open a cold beer. Mm, I am. I'm ready, man. I think we've gone uh, gone special edition today with yeah. the Sweetwater 420. Yeah, huh? we got a Sweetwater <laughs> 420, kind of branching out a little bit from our usual. So, how are you this week, bud? Oh, I'm good. I'm. I was a lot better when I found out that 420 was the beer of the week, man. Yeah. I'm a big Sweetwater fan, dude. Yeah, I like, I like their, uh, what is it, their, what is it, their blue the beer? Blue. Yeah, the blue. Sweetwater yeah, Blue. Sweetwater I love that Sweetwater Blue. Well, I mean, and, and probably one you wouldn't like, but IPA lovers love is their, just their standard IPA, which is uh, really good. I mean, probably not for you. I probably wouldn't recommend it. Just so busy and tired. Uh but good. I mean, otherwise, other other than than being uh, extremely extremely busy at work, it's been nice working from home. Love, uh, love the commute. Love the commute <laughs> from the uh, from the office to the living room. So yeah, that's been a that's been a big bonus. What about you, man? You well, anything I've new? always worked from home, so I mean, just other than driving out here, you know, pretty. Been keeping busy. Works Gl- busy. Glad to have you, man. Glad yeah. to have you. You know, as I said, uh, I guess it was probably last week or a couple of weeks ago. This is the highlight of the week yeah. uh, now. So get to actually do something that's not work or sit at my house and watch television. <laughs> so uh, we got a lot of news. Main one is uh, big Dustin Bufflin no longer with the Jets. Yeah, I uh, saw that. It'll be interesting to see him out of a Thrasher slash Jets jersey. What are your thoughts on? Do you think Nashville should bring him? I guess it would depend on the price that they're that he's that he's wanting to command. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's obviously not about money. He turned down a big contract. I think. I mean, if we can get him for just a starter, like one year at four and a half million. Yeah, I really like what he brings to the table. I mean, as far as he's exactly what the Preds are needing—a big physical presence that you know scares people at the sight of them. Yeah, I mean we've we've all seen the clip of him of Bufflin ragdolling two Preds players. And he's done, he did that against Vegas as well. Did it against Vegas, and he's just a guy to not be messed with. And I feel like that's you know as we've talked about since we started this podcast, that is just something that the Preds haven't had. They they went and tried to get uh, Brian Boyle last year, but Brian Boyle is a little older, and so he was not the enforcer of when of he when he was in his youth you know so i mean we haven't really been able to land that enforcer and i mean that could be ha- what happens to buff i mean not playing hockey for an entire season not playing hockey for an entire season is a long time especially yeah. when you're older and, and you've aged in your career um so i mean i don't know i'd love to see him here if that's what you're asking absolutely yeah uh Pri- I mean, price would definitely need to be right not yeah. that not that we have to worry about david Poyle just blowing money that he de- that he doesn't have so but i'd love to see him man i'd definitely get me a, a befuglin uh jersey oh, <laughs> yeah, and honestly like even at 35 he's better than some of the pre- like 
I'd rather have a 35-year-old Dustin Bufflin than a Austin Watson in the prime of his career. Sure. Well, again, because of what it, you know, what they're supposed to bring to the yeah. table. You know, I mean, and Austin Watson doesn't bring much. Like he, he's supposed to be the physical absence, but he can't win fights. He's not a he's not a good hockey player. He's not a good fighter. He's a waste of space on that roster. Not a not a not usually what you want from a fighter is the is the fact. That, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. That's awesome that he'll square up with these guys, but like it really defeats the purpose when everybody knows the guy that's going to square up is going to get beat. Yeah. So <laughs> what we need is Ekholm to step up a little bit more often. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But we like to have him on the ice. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know when uh, when Watson gets his five minutes, those are a nice five minutes of offense <laughs> of offense for us. Uh, and you know, uh, and there's been times that. Austin Watson has provided what's necessary from a fourth line player like that. But again, Bufflin is going to be going to be what you want Austin Watson to be with a little bit more skill on the back yeah. end, a position of need. Yeah. For Dustin us. Bufflin is what Austin Watson thinks he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, hopefully in the next uh, week or so, we'll get some more info about where he might be headed uh, and we'll talk about that. So maybe we'll look at some teams that need a, a bigger presence like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that would be a, a really good idea. And, I, and honestly, before we actually speak about that and actually have a little segment on it, team we talked about last week, Vegas, that would be a great landing spot for him. A lot of you think him, you think him and Ryan Reeves need to be on the same team. Need to know. Would <laughs> Vegas accept that? Yeah. And it would give, it would just give Vegas some of that stuff, uh, one of that veteran leader that we talked yeah. about. Maybe they're missing uh, from their team. Now, I don't want to see him go to Vegas. I'd much rather, if he doesn't go to the Preds, I'd much rather see him go east. Uh, I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I would like to see him uh, play, go to a team that plays Vegas four times, five times a year. Him and him and old Ryan Reeves just going at it nonstop, dude. Yeah, that would be that would be fantastic. But the biggest thing with Buff is he's just so such a commanding presence that yeah. a lot of time he doesn't have to fight. It's kind yeah. of one of those things that like, all right, boys, all right, <laughs> daddy's home now. <laughs> but yeah, so moving on, uh, other some other news. Von Miller he got diagnosed with coronavirus, so that's another player. Honestly, I think the amount of players we see coming out with this. I don't think football's happening this year, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be tough. And I mean, from the news news reports and what you know, what uh, what many leaders are saying. I mean, if you started up too too early, you're going to get a big second wave of, of basically what we had a month month and a half ago. Yeah, and that's I mean, you really want to want to be able to avoid that. So we'll see. I mean, it's a lot of money, but. Um, but I would imagine that these these owners have insurance like that for for purposes like that, you know, to cover a canceled league year. All right. So uh, before we move on, just a quick update. Remember to find our apparel at whatamaneuver.net. Still no overalls, Bobby, which yeah, I've been a little that. been a little disappointed in. But yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then don't forget, we're also on YouTube now. Big thing is going on over there. We want to race to 100 subscribers. So for right now, it w- uh, that's our first goal. Everybody who helps us get to 100 subscribers will be entered in to win a swag bag. And then also, they'll be eligible for all uh, further goals. So we're going to do 100 subscribers, 500 subscribers. And when we hit 1,000 subscribers, we'll, there will there'll be a drawing for free Preds tickets. So make sure you check us out. Head over to our social media, and, and we'll have a link to our YouTube. Go subscribe, and remember to hit that bell to know whenever new stuff comes out. I know you saw my dope Instagram post. Yeah. Yeah, the Smokey the Bear. Only yeah. you can get us to 100 subscribers. So if you haven't seen the Instagram post, now you now you know. Smokey Bear and us, we need you. We've collaborated on this. And to be, just to let everybody know, I did double check on the legality of me, me <laughs> posting that picture. Um, it's, uh, I believe it's... 
it's pretty much, I mean, it has some copyright style, but it's the federal government. So like, I'm, we're not making money yeah. off this guy. So I'm cool to, to invoke him and you can prevent forest fires, but you can also prevent us from not having a hundred subscribers <laughs> on YouTube. So but, just keep that in mind. And also coming up later in the episode is an awesome interview with Zach McCann. Yeah. I'm excited. From Snapshot excited Radio. And yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun interview. We're going to talk a little bit about that afterwards. Yeah. He, he plugs, uh, plugs a few of his current projects and what he has going on. So, um, but now it's time to move into team and GM grades part two. This week we're covering Arizona, Edmonton, Vancouver, and who else we have? Calgary. Calgary. Yeah. Going, uh, going up Nawath. Yeah. So <laughs> into <and> Arizona. <laughs> yeah. So before, uh, why don't you start us off with a little coverage of Arizona? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've talked a lot about Arizona over the course of these, uh, of these four and a half months that we've been doing this podcast. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, we we've talked a lot of Arizona hockey, which doesn't even happen in Arizona. So, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty impressive. Uh, so we're going to kind of go over the same information that we went over for the teams last week. Uh, players over 7 million for Arizona is just, just one Ekman Larson. And I mean, I would say playing up to his contract, yeah. uh, maybe not the biggest point scorer or, you know, goal scorer, offensive defenseman, but providing a, a lot of defense and, and a lot of stats for Arizona. Uh, so definitely earning his contract and only one player over 7 million. That's great. Yeah. A million dollars of sal- salary cap available. So uh, no, not a whole, whole lot, but not a little. I mean, they can definitely do a lot with a million and what you would imagine as uh, players dropping off of their current roster and will probably free up some, some space yeah. as well. Draft capital is not great. They got a, they got a, they traded their one for Taylor Hall, which is obviously a, a good move on their part. If, especially if they can re-sign him, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a sec. They got one, two, no threes and one pick in rounds four through seven. So not a whole lot to work with. They really went for it this year, but yeah. what, what has been good for them? Uh, obviously Phil Kessel has been a, has been an, no, not 100% of the year. He hasn't been the Phil Kessel we know, but he's definitely stepped up, uh, stepped up to the plate at, at certain points of, of the season and provided some deep goal scoring for the Coyotes. Obviously, Derek Stefan being below 7 million. If he can, he's just been a disappointment there in Arizona. He's, he's on such a good contract and could provide so much to the team. I uh, just just not clicking for him like it was in New York's uh, sometimes it seems yeah. like and uh, obviously getting getting Taylor Hall that's a that's a great get Taylor Hall's a premier player a Hart Trophy winner can they re-sign him that's the big question yeah. because now especially they they got him for this this playoff run and they've spent a first round pick on it and exactly as we talked about last week I mean maybe not a conditional first but I mean it was essentially a conditional for I'm trading my first round pick to try to go to the playoffs and and make some noise yeah and so. So not getting that opportunity will really be hurt, especially if Hall doesn't sign there again. I just don't think he is, man. I just don't no. see why why he would sign in Arizona. They'd have to free up space, and the they'd have to free up some roster space. Yeah, for they sure. Don't have enough cap room for him. There are they're not even a five hundred team right now. His current contract is probably worked into the cap space, right? So I mean, you would uh, free know, up yeah. some. Yeah, I mean, you would free up some just by signing him. I would guess. I don't know that. I'm not a not a GM or anything. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's he would bring in a lot more than what he's making right now. He's oh, due for, for a sure. huge pay. pay sure, bump. sure. Yeah. I'm not saying that their their cap is something that they don't have to work around for sure. But it's not just the one million when you're talking about a player currently on the team. 
either. That 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 space that he's getting paid right now is going to free up a little space as well. Uh bad. I mean, obviously, we just talked about it. Um, having to resign Taylor Hall is going to be a going to be a feat, especially with low cap space. So really, be interested to see how that works out. Goalie injuries, goalie injuries, goalie injuries. Yeah, that can been, kill a team. It's been killing them. I mean, and because then the worst part is they've had they've had multiple goalies play well play really well even uh, even like the third backup that they had to bring in Aiden Hill they all played okay uh, I mean it but it hurt them to lose Darcy Kemper who was on pace for maybe not the Vezina trophy but to be talked about in the conversation of a Vezina trophy it's hard yeah. to lose that guy actually. I mean at one point like last week I was thinking about taking Darcy Kemper as my goalie for the draft like that's how good he was yeah yeah, yeah. he was absolutely he was absolutely on fire when he was able to be in net last year so uh, so definitely something that you hope they can correct and they hope they can keep those guys healthy. I mean, him and Auntie Ranta both just can't stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, that's those are two pretty decent goalies that they spent a little equity in to get it to get in and just weren't able to utilize that depth that they actually did have in the goalkeeper crease because of injuries. Now, that's something that can always obviously you can't control that. Um, but if you're having consistency consistent goalie injuries you maybe look to your training program or something who's who's training these guys why are they getting these injuries or are they just fluke injuries that will ha- could happen to anybody regardless of of the training program so jam grade i think i, I want to go and you you let me know if uh, if you want to want to change this up but i think i'm gonna go b minus obviously getting taylor hall was a great pool yeah my I w- they're definitely above average so yeah. more than a c I was going to go C plus, but I think B minus, you know, B-. That- I mean, bringing in Taylor Hall, we didn't get to see the full what happened because they brought it yeah. in. So that's not really fair of them just because they weren't necessarily in playoff contention or, or for sure going to go to the playoffs to say that Taylor Hall couldn't turn it on and, and make something happen. I and mean, B minus is the GM can only do what he thinks is right for the team. And I just don't think the Taylor Hall move was proven wrong. You yeah. know, I don't think it's enough to if, to get him uh, get him into the B or B plus range. But I mean, Arizona, he's going for it, and so that's something that Arizona needs. They need to get they need to get on a win streak and get their fans and their fan base in Arizona rallied around this team. So yeah, so I feel like it's just something that he had to do. He had to go for it. He had to make the move. So let's go B minus for the GM grade. But I say team grade is definitely going to be a C for me. Uh, I honestly, I'd go I'd go D. D plus. They're be- first off, they're below five hundred for a team that was pushing now. And you can't be below five hundred if you're a win now team. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I mean, it's more the what they got out of players that they they had. I mean, they didn't get Taylor Hall until a couple months ago. You know, I yeah. mean, Phil Kessel, but Phil Kessel's an older goal scorer. They got a lot, and again, it all goes back to they're an under five hundred team because they've been playing the last three to four months of their season or two to three months of their season without their goalie. You know, I mean, there's only so much you can do with only one player over seven million. You said you wanted to go D plus, D plus. Let's let's split the difference and go C minus. That works. C minus grade on uh, on Arizona. So uh, for their team. So I think you. Yeah. So now I'm, we're gonna move over to Edmonton. They're a good team. They've you know when you've got McDavid and Drysaitel over there, you can't not be good. <laughs> so you know players over seven million. Obviously McDavid at twelve point five and Drysaitel eight and a half. They only have four hundred eighty thousand in cap space available. Not great, but they're in a win now mode. I think uh, you know the draft capital is not very good because the season got canceled. They had a lot of considerations that they're going to get screwed now. One of the considerations was James Neal didn't score 21 goals. 
So they lost their uh, third round pick. He had 19 goals when, when the season came to a pause. That's one of the things we were talking about last week. And that, yeah, that you sucks. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> they have a first round, no two, three, or four, and then one and five, six, seven. Well, one of the good things they did when this is you know more of a coaching change than GM, but the splitting up of McDavid and Dreisaitl into two different lines worked wonders for them. Well, it worked wonders for four other players. They went from having a one of the top lines in the whole entire country to having two of the best lines in the country. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say the bit, biggest beneficiary of those lines, uh, the swapping of those lines and keeping those two guys apart, got to be R&H, right? I mean, he's still young, but he's just had so much hype to this point and just really have never, have never pushed through. And it's funny, we all gave you uh, a lot of hell in our – really deep keeper league with these guys that wear out wear us out all year everybody gave you a hard time for taking r and h in the first or second round and it really turned out to be a, a pretty good yeah a my really first two picks were pick. him and uh robin leonard yeah and so. leonard didn't look as good of a pick at the beginning but it turns out it was uh it ended up being a really good pick for you the thing is we just get our get our asses handed to us every year yeah. that. it <laughs> really humbles us yeah, <laughs> it, really, yeah it does those dude those dudes have li- i mean most of those guys are from canada and places like that so like they live eat breathe hockey and we're just some guys from tennessee who also it. live, eat, and breathe hockey. <laughs> well, now we do, but they were born into it. Yeah. They're like, we're, they're essentially the bane of hockey, okay? And we're just like the Batman in this instance. We weren't born into hockey, okay? We became, we grew into it. We loved it. <laughs> I would say a B across the board. B for the team. Honestly, maybe even A minus for the team. Yeah, I'd say A minus, a minus for, for the, the team. team and B, a solid B for the GM. Is there a letter grade higher than A plus for Leon Dreisaitl? Uh, I think it's called S <laughs> yeah, for super. He's, uh, he is, uh, uh, he, he, this year, he was an S tier player yeah. uh, for sure. No question about it. So uh, B across the board, I I would say you were more right. A minus or B plus at least on the team grade and B's fine on GM for me. I mean, they had a lot of undetermined chances that they had to, to get a pick or something like that for, through conditionals. So, uh, so I think that's not a, not a bad call. So, all right, let's move over to Vancouver. What do you got for us? Players over 7 million. Tyler Myers, he gives you what he gives you. I mean, yeah. I would say he's not a not a huge offensive defenseman, but uh, but he provided a lot to Vancouver's back end this year. So not a bad player, but lots of lots of cap space. That's uh, that really bodes well for them. Three point eight million dollars um, this coming this coming season. Draft capital is not great, but that's beside the point because they've had such good draft capital these past few years. And we'll talk a little bit about their youth in a second. But for draft capital, they have they. Traded their one to New Jersey for Blake Coleman, um, a conditional pick. If the if the Canucks don't make the playoffs, it goes to a 2021 first. So it looks like, pending some different different information, it looks like they will have their first round pick this year cool. uh, because they technically they weren't even in position to make the playoffs as we sat. They were third in the wild card, fourth in the Pacific. They were actually straight up 69 games, 78 points, just like the Predators. But I think we had the head to head win against yeah. them, so we had that that second spot uh they have no second round picks and they have one pick in rounds three through seven so not a not a, not great but when we get down to talking about some of their good and so what uh, what they have to look forward to i mean they have some of the most youthful 
stars in this game when you start talking about Elias Pettersson and Brock Besser and Alexander Edler. You don't need a lot of a lot of youth draft capital when your youth draft capital is already on your team and playing and playing at a high level, in my opinion. Some of the bad was they were very streaky. They were at one point when we were talking about them first in the Pacific, and you told me, oh, well, Vegas has got this locked up now that they did this coaching change. And as I do, I called you at an idiot. <laughs> and uh, you were 100% right. I was the idiot. Um, I'll never admit that, even though you have it uh, recorded now. But no, I mean, they were just so streaky. And uh, something that you mentioned is probably the reason. They were, they're just so youthful. They're not built for the playoffs like some of these other teams. They have, I mean, they, it's not that they don't have any veteran presence, but it was just, are they going to be able to push through four rounds of grinded out hockey and it just didn't look like they were to go back and 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 talk about the good though um a little bit something that i missed markstrom their goalie awesome had a great season was it was definitely going to be a potential candidate uh for the vesna before for his injury took him out for about three to four weeks so team grade i'd say i'd say probably b minus b i mean yeah, I a lot that. of a lot of youth the GM grade, it's tough. Uh, let's go with a let's go with the sh- a flat B. I think. Flat, yeah, yeah, flat B. I mean, they because they got so much youth. That's yeah. I mean, they're built for long term. They still got a lot of cap space. They they made some good moves. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna go go flat B for their GM grade and their team grade B minus because of streaks. Yeah, Being that was streaky. Uh, but they were still right. I would there even almost say p- C plus because they're just outside the playoffs looking in. Okay, C plus it is. I mean, they're tied for a playoff spot, to be fair. But we're going to go C plus. You're strict grader, man. You're like the <laughs> Russian judge. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that you're going to move in to our final team from the Pacific, uh, Calgary. Yep, correct. Let's, uh, look, let's come over the Flames. So one player over seven million, Matthew DeChuck. Cap space of just under a million at nine ninety k. Draft capital's decent. Um, they have one pick in the first seven rounds except for the third. No no pick in the third. They uh, one of the many teams that did a coaching change. And they've been decent since the new coach. Just like the Canucks, they've been a little streaky since the new coach. They've always seemed like they don't really have an identity. Yeah, for are sure. Are they a are they a rough team? Are they a scoring team? Are they a uh, a skate aroundy team? They're just kinda I mean, they, they need to up their scoring. It almost seems like it just depends on who's on that night. You know yeah. I mean? Because some nights you have Gaudreau playing lights out, and you'd say, that's a speed sca- that's a speed scoring team right yeah. there. They can score quick. And then sometimes it's it's a more lackadaisical, big hockey approach yeah. that, that you've seen. And, uh, and that's one thing you'll see with a lot of the juggernauts is that you got to have an identity. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, mean, that's... That's part of the that's part of the game. You gotta gotta have something that you can go to, and it doesn't mean you exclusively do that. But you have to have something that you do better than anybody else that you can use to to advance you in the playoffs, especially in the playoffs when we get into these hard fought battles that are base that are won not only game to game, obviously, but but one in the coaching trenches. You know, yeah. who are we gonna play to match up against this guy that's given us such a hard time, and who, how, what style of hockey are we gonna play? to to ensure that we're going to be able to counter the other team's identity, you know? So completely agree with that. I mean, as far as grades go, you know, they're pretty uh, you know, I hate giving out Cs and Bs. They're they're decent. What are they right now? They're uh third in the Pacific? Is that correct? Yeah, third in the third in the Pacific. 
So that's a solid B plus, I think. They're yeah. they're, they're, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs for the next several years. I, I foresee. Mm-hmm. Do they have what it takes to win a cup, though? I don't not yet. Yeah, it doesn't seem that it doesn't seem that way. Uh, and unfortunately, they're not going to. I don't foresee them falling and getting a top you know a top level pick here soon. So for GM, I'd go C plus B team. I'd go C plus sounds good to me. Yeah, and, and um, for the team, I'd say B plus. Yeah, B plus. I mean, you're in a playoff spot. You're doing what what you can with the team you have. So yeah, I agree with that. I'll I'll, uh, I'll back you up yeah. on that one. But all right, so let's move out of this, and now let's move into our uh, interview we got coming up. Let's so let's go on over to that. He is the host of Slapshot Radio, RPG radio show. He's the host of all the Preds watch parties, and he's the one person that says thanks, Dad, and not thanks, Paul. We've got Zach McCann with us today. How are you doing, Zach? I'm uh, doing fantastic. You know, sitting here in quarantine on a rainy Sunday, and uh, happy to be talking to you guys. We're happy to have you, man. Yeah, as you said, we're in quarantine. How is your quarantine going so far? We're about almost at a month now. Yeah, you know, um, my poor PlayStation is just getting worn <laughs> out right now. It's um, it, it's borderline abuse with how codependent I am on that thing right now. <laughs> well, this is the one time where you're actually saving lives by playing video games. You know, our you our know. parents used to tell us we were gonna ke- we were gonna ruin our minds by doing this, and now the government is recommending we stay home <laughs> and do it. So. <laughs> So, you know, the word hero gets bandied about a lot lately, but I feel like in this case, it really applies. You, you, des- you deserve <laughs> it, man. You're saving, you're saving lives every time you kill somebody on your PlayStation, man. So, so exactly. we, the American p- public pr- appreciates it. <laughs> what, what have you been playing most on the, the PlayStation? Oh, gosh. Um, between uh, the new Final Fantasy VII remake and, um, yeah, just... That Call of Duty Warzone's a lot of fun, and a lot oh, yeah. of Borderlands Three, oddly enough, and then Animal Crossing on Switch. Oh yeah, I know, just got a Switch, and do. yeah, I've been, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. I uh, got robbed on some turnips last week. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, oh, uh, the late Kenny Rogers said it best: "You got no one to buy them and no one to sell them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> otherwise they'll rot in a week." I think those are the lyrics, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty close. Pretty close. If not, if it, if it wasn't it, it, verbatim, yeah. So do you have a uh, a a, bit, a favorite memory or, or what specifically got you into hockey? Oh, gosh. Um, for me, you know, as you guys mentioned earlier, you know, Pred P.A. Paul is my dad. And so for me, it was going to games with him as a kid. Before he got the gig as the P.A. announcer, he was a day one season ticket holder. And so the games with him since I was eight years old, just, you know, sitting up in 310 with some friends who we're still friends with to this day that we still talk to, have family parties with, and just going to games yelling at referees, which ironically are people he talks to and work with now. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, now I do too, as a member of the energy team and working, you know, with the away game things as well. It's kind of funny to see how the sausage gets made now being a part of the organization. In addition to all the media and outward things that I do as well. It's, uh, you know, for me going to the games as a kid with him and just walking from where we'd park on fifth, and walking down to Broadway, going in and seeing just this ragtag group of guys who weren't the best players in the league or any by any stretch of the imagination, but you never, ever questioned the effort that was going to come out on ice. Absolutely. And now that I host Slapshot Radio with one of the assistant coaches, Brent Peterson, it's just a weird dream come true to talk to him and other players that I idolized growing up, you know, players like... Uh, 
Tomas Vokun and J.P. Dumont and Dan Kesmer, who were two of our co-hosts last year. It's just a really wild ride it's been so far. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, and, you know, it's awesome to see, you know, all the, you know, the team growing and on the fan base growing. But do you have, from your history, a favorite Preds moment on ice that you look back on and maybe that was, you know, what if you weren't already a Preds fan, would have made you a Preds fan? Oh, gosh. Um Probably that eight nothing drubbing of Detroit when we were in <laughs> Detroit and just took it to them. And you know that was the evil empire when you were younger. Oh yeah, Detroit yeah. was the team you hated because every time you went to the games, it was mostly Wings fans. And yeah. oddly enough, some of my closest friends are you know from Michigan and Red Wings fans. Some but, Red yeah, Wings. Huh? Out, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> When you go up to the Joe and lay down a beating like that, it's saying, you know what, we may be little brother, but occasionally little brother will hit you in the mouth too. Right. Yeah. If only we can start doing that consistently when we're good and they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got him this year. Finally yeah. broke the curse a little bit. So everybody everybody that listens to this podcast knows that we, we love sports and we love drinking beer. We drink beer on the podcast. Is there a... First of all, has there been a go-to beer or drink during your quarantine? And then your favorite all-time beer or or cocktail, if if uh, if you prefer. Oh, you know, I'm uh, I've actually been one of those weirdos who's dieting during quarantine, which okay. is super strange. Right now. You're you're, you're <laughs> yeah. an American hero. You're in the public the public's <laughs> eye so much now because of your video game play, man. <laughs> exactly. You know, got to look good for it. No, for me, like uh, you know, and this is going to sound somewhat playing to type with the whole last name of McCann thing, but a good Guinness you just can't go wrong with. I'm a big fan of stouts. And uh, other than that, yeah, usually the darker the better when it comes to beer. If it's borderline food, then I'm into it. Man so, after Bobby's heart. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm the IPA guy. He's the the stout and dark beer guy. So ah, yeah, uh, you know, I'm. That's pretty much all I drink. You know, a couple. I think it was almost almost feels like a decade ago now. Brandon and I were watching a, a the World Cup, and he told me to get some beer, so I got us a pitcher of Guinness. And uh, he loves to do that to me because <laughs> my my number one all time favorite beer is a free beer. I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a I'm not questioning a free beer. So I will sit there and drink Guinness with him if that's what's been. Per- provided uh but he likes to do that to me hey go get us some beers and he knows i don't like dark beard but he has to get me one because he knows i'll drink it and he <laughs> loves to watch me miserable yeah well we, when this all ends we gotta all get a picture of guinness oh, I'll, yeah. watch you, I'll watch you suffer too. okay <laughs> hey hey i'm I, I, my rule is i'm not gonna put any money on it but i'm not gonna turn one down either so <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah, we, yeah, in September, hopefully in September, with this quarantine, you never know, uh, me and the family were going to go back to the motherland in Ireland and put back some Guinnesses, but it looks like well, now, that might not be in the cards anymore. Now, to be fair, I have heard if you're going to have a Guinness, that's how you have to have a Guinness. So I, if I ever go to Ireland, I most certainly am going to have some Guinness while I'm there, in, in the homeland of Guinness, for sure. Oh, you have to, and it's funny because I actually lived in Chicago for five years, and one of the bars that I used to frequent had a, um, you know, they said it was the closest thing you could get to Guinness except for being in Ireland because right. they had the correct tap that you have to have for it because you have to have a special tap for Guinness, you have to have special lines, and I got to say, there's a difference. There is a very key difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've heard that. Like, if you don't keep the keep the lines clean in the Guinness, it's not very long until it's it's a bad a bad, uh, a bad beer, you yeah. know? 
So you are also the host of RPG Radio Show podcast. Why don't you uh, tell the fans a little bit about what that is and how it got started? Absolutely. So in addition to all of my things that I do inside of hockey, I actually was a professional actor for 12 years. That's what I studied in college. That's what I still continue to do and dabble in a little bit as well. And uh, with some friends from college, we all used to do theater together. And in addition to being colossal theater dorks, we were also colossal regular dorks. They were big fans of Dungeons and Dragons and all that side of sort of gaming. And it was a thing I got into as I started working professionally because it essentially was creating a character and just acting in a fantasy setting. So one of my friends, Dan Storm and Luke Hatmaker, had the idea to hire actors and create a Dungeons & Dragons podcast with superb audio quality that focuses on character work and have these actors build this world in addition to what's been laid out. So it's almost like a live improv show of people creating characters and living a story through an audio drama in the rules of Dungeons & Dragons. And so they created the RPG radio show, and I play Gavin, a essentially Irish human who steals and throws knives. It's great. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. I'm actually kind of a closet nerd and always thought about trying to get into something like that. Yeah, I'm the same way. I've always wanted to play Dungeons & Dragons, but obviously, you know, I just didn't have the friend group for that. You know, they weren't really into that. And maybe now as an adult, you know, maybe this is it. it. Yeah, I would love to get into trying Dungeons & Dragons one time. I mean, I watch, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Team Four Star on YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. They uh, they do a big Dungeons and Dragons thing. I also watch a, a channel called Dropout, and they do a, a Dungeons and Dragons thing. And I'm always super interested in that. So I might uh, start, you know, listening to more of your of that show and kind of getting into it. But Please you know, do. it's a really really fun time, and we really try to focus on, you know, instead of we actually cut out all of the dice rolling, everything like that. Oh, that's You're going to cool. hear numbers. We cut out anything where we're explaining rules, so it really functions like a story. So it's almost you know here's a a bedtime story for you to hear before you go do something else or throw it on in the background. And yeah, we're having a lot of fun with it. So please check us out. Follow us on Twitter, RPG radio show, check us out, check out our website, Patreon, all that fun stuff. So Slapshot radio, how did that get started? How, how did, how did you get that started up? Oh gosh. Well, Slapshot radio original originally, was known as Hockey Buzz Radio because my dad, Paul, is a blogger for Hockey Buzz, which unfairly gets maligned a lot, as you see on Twitter. You know, everyone loves to throw some kind of ridiculous thing and put an E5 next to it, which, hey, I get it. People fail to understand that it's a rumor. That's right. all it is. He's not saying it's fact. He's not saying it's going to happen. It's just a rumor. That's I'm all. hearing this. <laughs> now you That's can hear it, it too. Is. Yeah. And um, so it actually started as Hockey Buzz Radio, and uh, my dad and Pete Weber became kind of the hosts of it when it became Slapshot Radio, and they worked together for 10 years hosting that. Eventually, Pete decided you know, to kind of move on to greener pastures and still a friend of the show who actually will be on the show coming up. Um, I'm not sure when this interview is going out, but you can certainly check us out on our podcast, and Pete will be on with us. And uh, essentially, you know, Dad decided to kind of keep the show moving, went through a few different co-hosts, and this all happened when I was living in Chicago. So when I decided to relocate back to Nashville, I was kind of getting into hockey statistics and getting more and more into the game. And he said, oh, why don't you come on and kind of talk about a few statistics? And just, you know, natural chemistry took over. 
And eventually it led to me becoming a full-time co-host of the show with me, him, and now Brent Peterson. Do you think he brought you on because he's always going to have the upper hand on you? He can always <laughs> just overrule you and say, no, son, I'm so sorry. This is the take that we're going to have. <laughs> you know, that actually, it's funny because they really love winding me up and just kind of letting me go because <laughs> I'll wax poetic about anything, really. But it's it's awesome. And we, you know, we don't try to play up the father-son dynamic too much, either around sure, the organization sure. or even on the radio. But yeah, working on something with your dad is cool because yeah. I'm very tight with both my parents. My mom's a professional photographer. She takes all of our headshots, does everything like that. And then working with him through this, it's just been a dream come true. Well, yeah, especially since it seemed like your dad was such a big part of you getting into hockey. So that's, I mean, mm -hmm. on top of all the all the stuff that you're getting to do and being able to also do it with your dad. That's a that's a cool thing. That's awesome. So before we get into some you know pop culture stuff and move out of hockey, you know the Preds have had a very turbulent year this year. Do you think that realistically, you know, if you know if it looked like they were going to get in the playoffs, that they actually stood a chance at beating some of the the juggernauts of the West to make it to the finals? Realistically, they would have matched up against either the Knights or the Blues in the first round, and I like our chances against either of those teams. Oh yeah, I'm saying right. Yeah, if 2017 taught us anything, it's that you can never count a team out. And not only that, that was another team with huge expectations that faltered a lot throughout the year. So I don't, I mean, hey, no one can predict the future. But at the same time, you look at this Preds team, the talent level, I don't think there has ever been a more talented Preds team that has ever been on ice. Whether they live up to that talent and that potential, that's a whole other thing. But at the same time, you look at the heater that UC Soros was on. Right. You look at the way that Mikhail Granlin was starting to really put things together. Philip Forsberg looked like he was ready to finally break out of that kind of slumping nature that he was going through as well. And not only that, Matthew Shane was excellent in the playoffs last yeah. year for Columbus. Definitely. So you put all that together, and lest we forget the exact reason why we don't have a cup banner hanging in the rafters is because Ryan Johansson wasn't in that Stanley Cup final. That guy is a force in the playoffs. Yeah. So uh, looking at all of that, I think they could have made some noise. Hopefully it still happens. Maybe not. If not, we got next year. Yeah. Now looking to the future of the Preds, obviously, you know, fan favorite and future Hall of Famer Pecorine is starting to come to the end of his career. He's, you know, realistically, I think, I don't think he's got another four or five years in him. Do you think Soros is ready for 60, almost maybe 70 games a year? Because I mean, I don't, I mean, I think in our system, we have Connor Ingram. I personally don't think that he's a 20, 30 uh, NHL game guy. Do, do you think that we have someone else in the system or you think that uh, if when Pekka decides to retire, we've got to make some moves at goaltender? I'll be honest, looking at the numbers that Connor Ingram has posted in his short career so far, and this is a guy who is 24, he still played some hockey, I feel like Connor Ingram has a chance to take the starting role from the Oh, really? Wow. I do. The kid is completely solid. We do a segment, a monthly segment on Slapshot Radio called Down on the Farm, where we talk to a member of the Milwaukee Admirals, either press or radio, or even we've had Carl Taylor on a few times. And the word on Connor Ingram is just sterling praise. You get He gets mentioned in the same name as UC Soros and Pecorine as that kind of next-level goaltender who just makes his teammates around him better. I think that UC Soros and Connor Ingram are going to be a 
fearsome duo whenever Pecorine decides to hang up his skates. And I do think that is Pecorine's decision, that this team will keep him as long as he is willing to play hockey. Yeah, and I think that's a hope. You know, I I don't think anything would break my heart more than seeing Pekka in a in a different color jersey. Yeah, that would. Be I sad. refuse to accept it or believe it. But yeah, well, that's great to hear. You know, it gives me yeah. a little optimism of the future. Uh, you know, obviously, this is a team built for win now, and it's good to see you know some thoughts about you know winning in the future. But you know, so before we go into some other stuff, you know, going back to video games, what would you say is your favorite video game of all time? man of all time i have to say metal gear solid for the playstation oh wow yeah that series in general it is everything bombastic and ridiculous and i'm a nut for the kind of stealth genre anyway and it's just it's super spies it's james bond it's everything and the way that hideo kojima could mold a story where it was you know, you'd have people who were being possessed by severed left arms, and it just kind of made sense, and you just kind of roll with it. And, yeah, that entire series is just magnificent. Yeah. I think for me, uh, it's going to be – it's always been a tie. The Fable, mm-hmm. The Lost Chapters, and mm-hmm. Zelda Ocarina of Time have always been my two Ooh. go-to, with Mass Effect 2 right behind it. Oh, God. I mean, come on. Who – the Morton Solis singing modern the very modern major general with the uh, scientist solarian come on oh, yeah <laughs> i think i'd have to go i think i'd have to go either halo one or halo two i so, just you know i just this even the story excluding online play or anything just the ability to take you in and and want to know more about this universe that that's been created so uh right in right when you know, new console systems were, were kind of coming out and, and graphics were, were a big deal. So I think I think that's probably what I always look back and and say is, is one of my favorites. So, so now we, one of yeah. my favorite experiences I've ever had gaming is playing a relatively newer game, Resident Evil Seven okay. in VR. Oh, okay. wow. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds like it would be a pretty good time. Yeah, I'd love for to try sure. it out. Terrifying, absolutely <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> so, but it's funny because the whole virtual reality thing. I have one of the PSVR headsets, and that's kind of how I've been working out during this whole quarantine. Is I just throw that on, throw a boxing game on, and kind of get go. that cardio in just through doing that. That's awesome. Um, so we've been locked up, you know, like we said, about a month. You had? Do you have a go-to quarantine sta- uh, snack that? Um, that you'll take over anything else? Oof. Uh, honestly, I've been super into dessert hummus. Okay. And wow. Yeah, they have a dark chocolate hummus that just kind of tastes like brownie batter. So <laughs> dipping, yeah, dipping pretzels, strawberries, cherries, anything into that, and it's just completely decadent and not completely horrible for you. Right, and people, you can just tell people, oh, I'm just, I'm just really enjoying hummus. It's no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and it's, so it makes it sound a lot different. So you also <laughs> said you were a Chicago guy. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I have a question. It may be a little divisive to our sure. to our fan base. Deep dish pizza. What are your thoughts? It's fantastic. It's oh, great. See, However, it does not hold a candle to New York style. Pizza. Thank you. Okay, you you have answered correctly. Yes. There was no technical right answer, but that's the mm-hmm. right answer. You almost you had you almost had us in the first half there. Deep, deep dish pizza. Deep dish pizza is great because it's just a pizza style lasagna to me. Like I exactly. like lasagna, but it's not mm-hmm. pizza to me. New York style pizza is the. Uh, 
is the is the all time greatest. Pizza is yeah. my favorite snack. So, so great answer. I didn't know that there was a right answer until he, <laughs> until he said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm also one of those heathens who even like St. Louis style pizza. I don't like any pizza really. What 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 St. Louis style pizza? St. Louis style pizza is essentially extremely thin crust, almost kind of like a cracker underneath it. Okay. Regular yeah, sauce. Sure. And then a weird mutant cheese called Provel. I like I like that style of pizza as well. Actually, yeah. I, I'm not a thick pizza guy. The, yeah, the thinner no, no. the better. Thin, thin's the way to go. So the weird thing with St. Louis style pizza is the cheese. It's a weird mix of mozzarella and American cheese, kind of mm. fused and engineered together, or whatever. It's an abomination of God that actually tastes <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Well, okay, so since we're talking pizza, I guess I've got to go a little more divisive. Pineapple on pizza, what are your thoughts? I'm not a fan, but if you like it, go for it. I just I don't like the sweet and salty together. Not okay. a fan. Fair, fair. And that's a, that's a also an acceptable answer. If you came mm-hmm. if you came at me hard, some people <laughs> say, "Well, I don't like fruit on pizza." I always ask them at that point, "Do they have tomato sauce on their pizza because that's <laughs> yeah. also a fruit?" So, yeah, you want to be technical and pedantic about I, it. Sure, I, you can do that. Which I, which I will do to try to win myself an argument. Even if it's to shut up the other side, I didn't technically win if I said the last thing I won. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so get into pop culture a lot. Marvel or Star Wars, if you had to pick right now. I mean, how do you not go Marvel? You have rise. You're as good as what you've most recently released. And Avengers Endgame is one of sure. the greatest endings of all time. And Rise of Skywalker was not great. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, okay, so favorite Marvel character? Oh, Daredevil. Daredevil. Oh, okay, nice. you so you, have you really got into the the Netflix Daredevil show? Oh, God, yeah. Worshipped it. Daredevil, um, I identified with a lot because he was a redheaded Irish Catholic who was terrible with women. So I got it. All right, everyone. This has been host of Slapshot Radio, an RPG radio show, as well as the host of the Preds Watch Party, Zach McCann. Zach, it's been great talking to you and uh, enjoy quarantine, man. Have a great Sunday. Stay healthy and thanks so much for having me on. Thanks, Zach. We appreciate it, buddy. All right, guys, welcome back. That was a really good interview we had with Zach McCam. Covered a lot of things. Make sure to check out his Slapshot Radio's RPG radio show. Yeah, dude, I'm super excited about that RPG radio thing. Yeah. That's super, that sounds so cool. You yeah. Know? I mean, for such a closet nerd like yeah. myself, you know, that's, it just sounds awesome. So it was, yeah. it was awesome talking to Zach. Got to get some Guinnesses with him soon. Yeah, got to get Guinnesses with him soon. And, I mean, how did... How did he get that answer, the, the pizza question answered correct? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even a correct answer. So, I mean, that's impressive. But there was, apparently. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that we're going to move to outside the NHL, right? We're yeah. going to go into some draft preview. Do you want to tell the folks when they can expect to watch the NFL draft and where? Yeah, so the first round will be uh, April 23rd. Looking forward to it, man. Yeah, looking, I mean, looking forward to I think uh, we were going to do not do a full mock draft, but I think you know, obviously no, Joe Burrow to is to the a yeah, Joe Burrow's going talk. first. Uh, who do you, number two? The Redskins. Do you think they're taking, Chase Young? Yeah. No question. That's what I'm no thinking. No question. Too. They would be dumb not to, unless they can somehow trade to like four, uh, maybe with Miami. If Miami wants to move up and get their guy to five, to Miami. five, Miami's five. It's uh, it's Bengals one, Redskins two, then Detroit, Detroit New York, three. Miami. 
than New York and Miami. So um, obviously New York probably doesn't want to go get a quarterback, but Miami may want to. Um, yeah. And, and I don't think they're taking Tua. I think they're going to take uh, Justin Herbert. I've heard that too. I just don't see why you – I just don't see you taking – I mean, I'm not a Justin Herbert fan. I don't think that he is going to be a quality NFL quarterback. I wouldn't spend a top 10 capital pick on him. Personally, if I was Miami and, and you didn't want to go up and get Tua, then in my opinion, you you spend all you spend that capital on either I, I say Isaiah honestly, Simmons or... I would take Tristan Wirfs. Tristan uh, you need an O-lineman. O I think uh, the Chargers I, really need a quarterback. I think the Chargers are going to take Tua at six. I'm a... What's his name? Uh, Thomas. And uh, it's... Anthony Thomas, I think. Andrew, Andrew Thomas. From Andrew Georgia? Thomas. Yes, that's it. He's fallen a little lower, but I think his. I think folks are a little higher on him than. I mean, I think he's the the best tackle in the draft to maybe not to just slide in to a, to a left tackle spot. Maybe Worfs is probably that better tackle to to immediately come in and play left tackle. But I think that Thomas is going to be an an overall better. Yeah. long-term pick, which is what you're looking for when you're picking a left tackle. So personally, yeah. I don't, I don't see how Isaiah Simmons last past pick six. I'm a, no, I think he's going to New York at four. You think so? I, I mean, think that's uh, not a bad idea, but do they want to work on their offensive line? I mean, maybe I think they have, a, they, uh, I don't even know how their offense line is right now. Jeff Akuda, best cornerback in the drag. You think he's going to Detroit at three? Uh, yeah, they just uh, yeah. lost Darius Slay. I think that yeah. there's. Uh, I, I think that's where he's going. And honestly, if I was New York, I would even take uh, Derek Brown. Yeah, I mean, such a such a that presence. Is, yeah. War Eagle that's too. A, that's a lockdown way, defensive tackle. I think that that he'll they'll probably let him go. But I don't think Derek Brown's going past eight. No. Um, at my as far as how I'm looking at it, where do you think two is going? Let me ask you that first. Either five or six, man. Yeah. If I, I had to put money on it right now, I don't see how Miami. Unless they royally screw up, pass over Tua. So I'm going to say five. I think that San Diego is going to try to move up somewhere. Okay, so yeah, if San Diego moves San up, then I think gonna, San Diego takes them. I think San Diego is going to try to either move into the Redskins spot, but I mean Chase Young won't still be there, and they'll they'll still want that, or maybe maybe be able to move into New York spot, yeah. and because New York doesn't need a quarterback, they don't have to worry about that. Um, Unless they really want Isaiah Simmons, in which case they got to stick it for, because he ain't going to last much longer than that. Yeah. Um, especially if they if the Chargers move in front of the Dolphins. Now, what you're saying could be true: the Chargers could move in front of the Dolphins and get Tua, and then the Dolphins still got their guy as Justin Herbert, and yeah. that may be the case. So, if you think then if the Chargers take the Redskins spot, that Chase Young goes three to Detroit, I don't think that the the Redskins are going to give up that spot if that doesn't mean getting Chase Young. Okay. In my opinion, if that makes any sense, yeah. I just uh, if they can if they can work out a, a way to make it work, three team trade where they slide back. But I mean, Chase Young is a, is is a desperate desperate need yeah. for um for the Redskins right now. Pass rush is always a desperate need for everybody, no matter how many great folks you got. So I just if 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 I if the Redskins do move back, and it's the Lions on the on the clock at three, and Chase Young still out there. I think there's no question that you got to go Chase Young. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm of the opinion that obviously, I we've talked about this. I think Trevor Lawrence is a best a better NFL prospect than Joe Burrow, but I think Joe Burrow is a 
great and a great enough NFL prospect that you can't pass on him at one there. Yeah. Especially in the situation that Cincinnati's in. And he's going to sell more jerseys. But I think the same thing about Chase Young. I mean, you can't pass on him, especially no. if you need some sort of semblance of a pass rush. Uh, he just provides so much to the team and so athletic. I mean, he could be another J.J. Watt, J- Davian Clowney type of player. So, I no, I, I don't think that the Redskins will move down personally. Okay, um, so I have got uh, – I'm doing a – over under a draft over under and threw some money in and we got a list of questions and basically got some over unders here. So I'm going to give you a couple of them to see what you think. All right. First wide receiver taken Jerry Judy or the field field. Really? Who you think's going first? So I'm going to go CD lamb. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's not a, not a horrendous choice, obviously. I mean, that I could think, absolutely, I happen. think the Jags or the jets are going to take him and then the Raiders might end up with Jerry Judy. Yeah, I, th- I mean that's that's who really wants. I I think personally, I think he's the best player in the class, uh, or the best receiver at least uh, in the class. I don't see how you pass on him, but um, but apparently there are some other guys that you know may bring some other to the team. So uh, so you're going the field. I went I went Judy for my pick. Will Joe Barrow wear a suit? Ooh, such a tough one because I mean he's gonna be Ooh. sitting in his house. Like, is he gonna gonna do it? I'm going to say suit, no tie. Suit, no tie. Okay. Okay. Not a bad, not a bad call there. Who's the first person that, uh, that he's going to hug mom, dad, mom. That's who I chose was mom as well. Yeah. For, uh, for mine. Um, cause you know, that guy has been partying his whole life and who's been paying for his spring breaks. Mom. <laughs> okay. Here's a good one. Deandre Swift over under 27 and a half. Let me look. Twenty-eight pick twenty-eight is the Titans, I believe. It's the Ravens. Ravens, okay. Uh, I'll go uh, over. Okay. I think I went over. I think I went under. Um, okay, so I guess I'll just go maybe, maybe two more for you. How about this? Clevon uh, Chason, the defensive lineman for LSU, over under seventeen and a half. I'm have to. Uh, I'll go. Be, I'll go under. Okay, I went over. So I mean, but it's but it's I mean, they're talking about seventeen five is a great spot to like. You're getting a steal if you get him over that, but there's just so much yeah. available before there. And all right, last one: three wide receivers taken over or under at seventeen point five. So by pick eighteen, will there be under three or m- over three? By seventeen, I'm gonna take three exactly. Okay. Yeah, I think Judy Lamb rugs. Um, I mean, I think we talked about a lot of the major players. Uh, obviously, you still got guys like T. Higgins that that could potentially command a, a high draft pick. Jonathan Taylor from from uh, the running back that uh, that will be a a pretty high prospect as well. Lots of available. Uh, Stephon Diggs, his brother is is in the draft. Um, Jalen Hurts, that's still an option. What do you think? Thirty two and a half over under. Jalen Hurts, uh, over. Yeah, that's what I had as well. But um, I don't like his uh, – I don't think he's going to be a good pro. 
Uh, me either, actually. I just don't. I never I don't really thought that he was. He was a great college player just by what he brought to the to the team, but he just never seemed like he it was going to translate for me. No. So we are. I think that is there anything else you wanted to bring up draft wise? No, man. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a good time. I. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. Maybe go through and do some quick draft grades or something along the lines. My next question week. is, who do you think the first head coach that has to reset his router is going to be? Ooh, that is a, what a great. I, I think there's a clear winner here. I want to see if you agree with me though. I don't know who you're thinking about, but like uh, maybe like Andy Reid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to be Andy Reid. <laughs> well, and he's not going to be able to see it because his walrus mustache. is Well, you know he's going to like like do he's going to do that thing. He's like oh, oh shit, and you get up. He's wearing boxers <laughs> with his Hawaiian shirt. Uh, uh, he's yeah. got a mustard stain. Yeah, that's the. I mean, there are absolutely going to be some, but like that's the one that like popped in my mind. Yeah. Like that'll definitely be the funniest if he has to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think realistically, it might be like Matt Patricia, and he gets like overly pissed when it happens. Or even better, it's just uh, it's uh, we find out that Bill Belichick is just sitting in a room <laughs> with no computer or anything. He just has a bunch of lists, and he just like calls a guy on his flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, he just calls Roger Goodell. He's like, oh, you know you're supposed to be uh, using videos. Like, uh, like, he's like, I don't video, buddy. Yeah. He's like, he's like, hey, last time I videoed, I got in big trouble with you yeah. guys. <laughs> so moving in, moving from the draft, uh, we'll kind of go over that's the, the results next week, I, w- I would imagine. But let's move into joke of the week. I found this one because I couldn't handle another Kickstarter, Bobby. Well, I had one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. Just bank them. Bank the Kickstarter. <laughs> Mine is very interesting, and I, you know, I'm not really sure the logistics. But basically, a dude in India, super pissed that his wife is stuck in, uh, stuck in lockdown. He then marries his uh, his ex flame, his ex girlfriend. <laughs> I guess he's just getting her back, or I don't know, man. Like, how does that even work? He's like. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll teach you to be locked down. Buddy. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna call. You know, I don't know her name, Stacy. <laughs> she, you're so upset. Do you think it was just like a? He's like, I'm just gonna tell her I married Stacy, and well, he got arrested. Oh, ah, because in India it's illegal to do that. Nice. He considered he, he, that that is adultery, and he got arrested for adultery. <laughs> well, he's in lockdown now, just yeah. like his wife. So now she's gonna marry somebody else. Yeah. I'm glad you read the full article. I couldn't even read all of it. I was like, "What a joke, dude! This is such a joke, man!" Like, who tells people about it? Yeah, because when you to- when you told me over the phone, it's real. It's a real wordy headline. Yeah, so very I was wordy. just like, I was like, "What is what?" I'm sorry, he did what? (laughs) (laughs) So I read it, I was like, oh, okay. It's like, dang, it's like, dang, man, we thought we were going to get in trouble over our Ask the Internet questions. (laughs) This dude's straight up just marrying somebody else. He's like, forget it, dude. He's like, what up? He's like, man needs a wife. You know what I'm saying? This is, he said, this is India. He's like, I haven't eaten in days. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, sir, like you, you know, like. You have all this stuff in your fridge. He's like, yeah, like I know how to make that. There's only so many Hot Pockets a man can eat. He's like, I'll tell you who does know how to make all this stuff. My girl, Cindy. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, well, that's what you get. You shouldn't have have been locked down in a billion people country. What a joke. Yeah, what a joke. So let's move into questions from the internet. We got, uh, we're doing a card today. Why don't you uh, pick us out one and let's see what it is. I actually played a little bit with my family over like an Alexa time this nice. week. Yeah, super fun. Some of them are probably not family oriented, though. I, I had would. to skip out. So, okay. Uh, not a bad one. 
What's your number one karaoke song? Yeah, that is a tough one. Uh, but for me, it's uh, Mr. Brightside. Oh, wow. That's not a... That was interesting. I mean, obviously, great song. I'm not yeah. bashing the song. Just interesting choice for you. Yeah. Man. I mean, that just seems like more of a song that you sing when it comes on, not necessarily a karaoke well, it's both. song. So, yeah. I wanted to do it in uh, when we were in New Orleans. Well, I think what was it, the cat's eye? I'll usually bail on you when it comes to like it's not like I'm embarrassed or anything. Obviously, people know me. Well, we were care. we were there, and you were drunk, so you were there, uh, yeah. and you, <laughs> and you were down to do it, uh, or at least down to oh, go to the karaoke bar. Sure, sure. That's more. I mean, mostly I just hate going to karaoke bars. So when you convince me to go to a karaoke yeah. bar, again, it's not embarrassment on yeah. my part. I'll sing whatever, dude. I yeah. really could care less what anybody thinks. I mean, it's just like not my thing. However, I do have an answer for you. Sitting at a bar by rehab is my all-time favorite. I I don't think I know that one. Sitting at a bar on the inside, waiting for my ride on the outside. Well, okay. Don't know it. Well, I'll have to listen to it. Freaking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that's my jam. So, and I know when it comes on, and I've been drinking, I have to sing it all, and I include the rap part. So I'm Surpri- gonna go with sitting surprise. Your your pick wasn't. We built this city. No, no, see, I don't, I don't karaoke that. I drum it. <laughs> so, like, if there's, a, if there was a spot that you went in Nashville and you like air drummed the drum spot, we built this city. Yeah. No question, not, not in question for. Or me. the next day waking up hungover and it just can't get out of your head. I just continue to drum, and I have no idea why. <laughs> oh. um, okay. All right, so let's move into what are you binging, bud? What are you binging? Okay, so my what are you binging is uh, fresh off the boat. It's got uh, it's got Randall Park and Constance Wu, and essentially the story is of the this Chinese family that's moved to America and originally lived in D.C., but the story takes place when they move to Florida. He wants to open up a essentially like a golden saddle, like a cattleman's ranch is what the place is called. It's this rest Western style. Um, and so it's basically, it's, it's following a true story off the book. This guy, this kid wrote, uh, basically about following the life of some, you know, not newly into America immigrants. It's not that they couldn't speak the language or anything, but almost like a, a, a family of immigrants that has moved into white suburbia in Orlando, Florida. And it's just so funny, man. It's such a good Yeah, I've seen the show. first season of it. I haven't sat down and seen it after that. Super good, and it's now finished. Um, I think season six was the final season, and I think that's out. Um, but as as much of a jerk as Constance Wu was about, um, she was really upset about having to come back for season six. She was she was really hoping that it would finish on season five. And kind of showed her, kind of showed her ass a little bit on on Twitter. I remember and, seeing that. Yeah, and uh, and it sucks because she, I mean, and I get it. She wants to be a part of her project, and but this this show has really lifted up your career and given you more opportunities. Um, if they want, if if you signed a contract that gave you this option for that sixth season, then then you know there ain't nothing to be upset about. So that was a little frustrating, but. I mean, Randall Park is just so fun. Yeah. Uh, some of you may know him as as uh, as Jim Halpert. When <laughs> <laughs> um, Jim's not Asian, <laughs> it's like, well, hats off for you for not seeing color. <laughs> and he absolutely, absolutely killed his role in Ant Man yeah. and the Wasp, dude. He was so funny in Ant Man and the Wasp about. Uh, just basically, uh, as a, as a federal agent that's making sure, uh, 
the Ant-Man is staying in the house yeah. um, and just so funny. Kind of based off a true story, so it's kind of funny in that way. So that's what I, I've got for my um, show. What are, you, what are you watching? Show man, always man. sunny in Philadelphia. I've been getting yeah. caught up. It's such a good show. I just watched the one where the, uh, the heat wave where D like has those plastic shoes and is like walking to go get the ice. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, it, it, oh, it's, yeah. yeah. The new seasons. I, I don't. Uh, this is the season before the most recent one. Just so, just so much, so much funny material that comes from yeah. that show. Just what a what a hilarious show, man! I yeah. completely agree. Great call. I need to get back into it. Uh, and it's one of those shows that you can just start it up anywhere. And yeah. it's all good. Well, for my drink, uh, we actually went did the the pickup uh, carryout special uh, from Tailgate yesterday. Two pizzas, two six packs, and I got Ooh. some South Southwest uh, or Southwest the Southeast IPA. But I've been pairing it with a little bit of horse racing binging because nice. not watching the horse racing necessarily, but FanDuel has horse racing app now <laughs> that you can bet on horse races that are constantly happening. Uh, so I've been binging that quite a bit um, <laughs> but it's awesome on the app it'll let you watch the post live and so you are they can, still doing horse races right now yes because, okay but nobody i didn't the, know if you're betting on old horse races I'm like hey buddy i got something to tell you they're stealing your money <laughs> no 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 it's it's currently happening but there's no fans in the stands or anything so it's like just the horses weird. no jockeys no jockey they just they, they hope the horse goes into the post appropriately and then they let them run um no but they do have the jockeys and stuff but like it's not there's not a lot of fanfare and stuff. These guys aren't like going up to each other and shaking hands and, and stuff. And you know, it's Tennessee is always so weird when it comes about, comes to stuff like that. So I double, I double checked and made sure on the horse racing app that it was legal in Tennessee. It is. We can't, we can't gamble on a sports game, but we can gamble if, uh, if who lost his shoe is going to win in, <laughs> uh, in the Gulf stream, but it, but it's all over the world. So like from like 9am in the morning to like midnight, one o'clock, I mean, because it's letting you bet on races in Australia and shit. So this so, sounds like it might be a problem. <laughs> uh, let me, let me just say this. I'm not down any money because of the matched funds that were given to me by FanDuel. Nice. <laughs> so technically still nine in the positive. So it's yeah. not a problem until I've I've sold all of the gear. <laughs> when you come to record and, I, and it's just some little handheld mics, I'm like, this will be fine, yeah. Bob. We're going to record on yeah. this. And you're like, oh, but I got a lock this week. I, there's a lock. I, it's it, a it, lock. It's going to happen. Bobby, let me borrow some money. <laughs> No, but that's been so. That's been super fun. What have you been binge drinking, man? So uh, this is what I was drinking when you came over. We played some threes, and that's a uh, screwball whiskey mixed with some cherry Pepsi, dude. Mm. It is delicious. Yum. It Yum. is. It, yeah, yeah. We did. Have it's so that. good. Well, yeah, and I mean, obviously, I turned you onto that screwball whiskey, yeah. which I love. I mean, you can just pull that straight up. But uh, and Megan yeah. likes it now too. She was. Uh, she mixed it Stephanie with some. Uh, it. She mixed it with like some cream and some Kahlua. Well, it's so good because it's. It's peanut buttery enough for people to li- that don't like whiskey or bourbon to like it, but it's not overbearingly peanut yeah. butter to where that's all you taste for people that are bourbon fans. So, so let's move into what snaps your stick, bud. What's snapping my stick? Well, the, you know, they've been doing a lot of replays on old sports. Yesterday, it was the 1998 Super Bowl. Broncos Falcons. Okay. I was trying to get into it and watch it, but these replays, they basically are showing you everything that they showed when they played the thing. So I don't have three hours to sit around and watch a yeah. Super Bowl. You know, like they did the the intro of the players and they did the you know, the anthem and all the stuff That's that annoying. the fanfare. Yeah. So I mean it was it was cool. I watched a little bit of the game, but again, 
I mean, that was so that was fairly recent in one of the Super Bowls I remember, so I know who was going to win and stuff like that. So but that was just snapping my stick. Like, just show me a 45-minute play-by-play. We yeah. go from freaking Super Bowl one here, bro, and I guarantee you I'll sit and watch a full 45-minute yeah. football game if you're not showing me all the – the fanfare and stuff in between. So that's, that's kind of been snapping my stick. What about you, man? You got uh, any non or any sports? Yeah, dude. And that is ridiculous overtime rules. And here's the thing. When it comes to overtime, there are two sports that do it right. That is the NHL and baseball. Everyone else somehow may overcomplicates and screws the pooch. I don't, when I'm watching a sport, football should not have a sudden death. Like hockey, hockey can do sudden death. Hockey is the kind of sport where you can do a sudden death overtime. Football is not. Right. Football, you should just play, especially in the playoffs. Well, I get in the regular season you have to, you know, you can't these guys can't have but in the playoffs, you play another you play another quarter. Really, I think in the regular season you should just play another quarter anyway. Yeah. Um just maybe a 10-minute quarter. And see and if it goes to a second overtime, maybe when it gets to third overtime 3, then you just start kicking field goals. You know my thought process on it. There ain't nothing better than college football overtime, dude. 20, I, I don't 20, like that, man. 25 yards. But see, it's the hardest part of sports is scoring within 25 yards. And then that's what you have to do. Come and show me that you can do the most difficult thing in sports when somebody knows exactly what you want to do and what you have to do. I know you hate it. Obviously, a full quarter would be better. But ain't nobody going home complaining after that, after a after a college football yeah. overtime, and really, it's the NFL that that really somehow screwed the pooch on the overtime rules. Yeah, but they don't care. It's yeah. the biggest thing. I mean, they're already pushing four hour games, so it's hard to justify. So my non sports big truck guy. Now I'm not going to get into specifically just big truck guys. Okay, I'm not here to. This podcast is released in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm not here to alienate 98 percent of our audience here, Bobby. <laughs> but what does snap my snap my stick is that big truck guys that can't drive a big truck. You know, they're on the interstate, and like you don't got a lot of room on the interstate lanes when you have six tires wide on your on your F350 that's jacked up, and you know cars can fly under it. So. If you decide you wanted to jack your truck up and put big tires on it, and say, man, that's more power to you. I'm, I enjoy things. However, if you decide to do that, then you can't drive in multiple lanes because your car, your truck is too big. You should have just not had a big truck yeah. if that was if that's a problem for you to drive appropriately. And crossing lanes is super dangerous and it's super annoying. So big truck guys that can't drive big trucks or when folks say, oh, I can't park this here. Well, then you shouldn't have drove to this place if you can't park your vehicle, because that's a big part of driving things is like, then when you need to get out of it, you need to park it. And so if you can't park your vehicle, then, I mean, I don't really know what to tell you. I hope I'm not offending you, but you understand that you need to be able to park your vehicle, right? That's, I mean, that's a pretty standard practice when you drive. Yeah. So big truck guys that can't drive, you're snapping my stick. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that. What about you, man? Outside of the outside of sports, get so, us closed out. You don't really do Twitter. No edit button on Twitter. It is obnoxious. And recently, I was tweeting from the pod, and I there was an error in there, and I had to put another one to correct it. And it's just annoying. Just add an edit button on Twitter. Yeah. It, it, it especially because here's the thing: if you mess up real quick, you can go back. But I had done it, and then like it was like a minute later, and I realized we had already had a couple. We already had about a dozen likes on it. 
So yeah, that, that, that's always snapped my stick. Is no, and it's just such an easy thing to add. So what did you learn this week, bud? I learned that you didn't think you don't think Jerry Judy's the best receiver in the class this year, or at least not the first off the board. Man, and here's the thing: I because I'm not, I don't pay that, I don't pay enough attention to college football to be immersed in it. I'm kind of just going off intuition on that one. And sure. Gut. Well, and that's so the I, best. I mean, I've watched Jerry Judy play a lot of football, being an SEC football fan. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So my bias is just as big as yours. Yeah. You may have a have an external view that I'm not seeing. I'm, 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 a, I'm a Big Ten guy, so you know, I, but I, I don't watch much SEC football. Wow, I can't believe we made it 12 whole episodes, bro. This is it. Closer down. Well, yeah, I used to be ACC, but I'm Big Ten now because that's where Maryland went. You're but disgusting. Yeah, I learned that uh, Big Buff is uh, much better than Austin Watson, which I've known for a while, but the, the, the fans learned that today. <laughs> oh, also, big shout out to uh, Zach McCann again. Yeah, thank Thanks. you for coming in. It was great talking to you, Zach. Great talking to you, buddy. But, all right, guys, this has been Pucks Out Podcast, and uh, we hope to see you guys next week. Make sure to uh, check us out on social media. All right, guys, see you later. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.